college football. Again, all these things, the, the calendar is set up weird. I'm telling y'all. I believe Dennis Cox and I calculated one time it was 2025, maybe the perfect year where like Fourth of July falls either on a Friday or a Monday. Halloween falls on a Friday. Um, just everything sets up right. Christmas is on a good day. New Year's on a good day. All those things. Fourth of July on a Tuesday ends up really wonky because we're still in June. And like tomorrow, if people will start celebrating Fourth of July. Right. Like fireworks will start tomorrow night. And it's still and they'll, June. They'll call it Fourth of July fireworks. <laughs> right. Because you got to get them in sometime between the weekend of 4th of July and 4th of July. The other thing is, right now it seems ridiculous to talk about college football. But like three days from now, when it's July 1st, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. College football. We're putting on pads this month. (laughs) Right around the corner. So, to warm us up and to remind us of how close to college football we already are, We'd have over-under win totals for teams already out there. So you don't even have to worry about how team you're good is. Vegas already knows, and nobody knows Vegas better than Josh Goodson. Josh, what's going on, man? Um, not a whole lot. Um, when I think of um, 4th of July, I, it usually starts with the Tour de France gets started. So I thought I was coming on to talk about cycling getting kicked off on Saturday, but, but I guess not. Well, you are not here for a Tour de France preview, although if you if you really, really, really want to give me a favorite, I will take one. I, I, I'll take a Tour de France pick from you. Uh, you got to look at the climbers. You always have to start <laughs> with the climbers um, when it comes to the Tour de France. I'd either go with... Uh, Pogacar or a Jonas Vingegaard who won it last year. One of those two guys is probably going to win it. There's like, like there's four. Crazy, there's like four ride. people listening who are like, "Yes, yes, yes! Finally, Tour de France talk. We get it." Uh, all right, you uh, did you come fully prepared? Do you have all the uh, FBS teams in the state, and I'm including Charlotte in that as well? You got them all. The the over under win um, total. I, I do have everybody, including. Can we start here? Can we start with the best program in the state of North Carolina? Uh, he must be going up to Boone, North Carolina, for the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Andrew Carter coming on the show later today. We'll ask him about it. Uh, well, I, we won't get too much into their schedule, but I'm worried if the state of North, if the best program in the state of North Carolina, something must be going up on up there on the mountain because their win total is only six and a half. Whoa. Yeah. Now, I am looking at their schedule. UNC, uh, uh, ECU coming off a good season. Coastal Carolina's been good recently. Southern Miss, James Madison. Well, yeah. something, something's going on if, if the best program in the state of North Carolina's <laughs> win total is only six and a half. Um, all jokes aside, like when I saw that as an Appalachian State win total over, I'm like, are they supposed to be bad? Like, did, is, is it, are they starting all freshmen? I, I don't really get it because usually App State is a very good program and I feel like they win nine games every year but like before the season even starts. Yeah. Like they're gonna be nine and something and maybe they'll win another game or two after that. Yeah, it feels like without even looking at the schedule or their roster or any preview of them, you'd look at six and a half and be like, I'll take my chances with that over on App State. One hundred percent. Right. Uh and in fact I'll go ahead and do that. And I'll go ahead and lay this prediction down because that'll be part of it. They will beat either UNC or ECU. 
How about oh, yeah. that? Yeah, that's, that's the, uh, I don't think you're going out on a crazy limb with, with saying that, uh, no. personally. Um, all right, where do you want to go next? These are win totals uh, in Vegas um, for your, for the North Carolina college football programs. As a as an NC State fan, um, what, what has, been, what has been, the, been the biggest thing at State fans, I guess? I mean, I, I know we can have a whole show of what is the biggest thing NC State fans have complained about over the last forever. I get that. I, <laughs> I'm like, it, I, I wouldn't even know where to where start guessing. Time haze. I know. I know. I get it. Officials. Uh, uh, if I ask, um, just in general, Swafford. in the college football landscape <laughs> over the last decade or so, especially pertaining to the ACC, what has kind of been one thing that NC State fans have like not been happy with for the most part? Oh, uh, divisions having to play Clemson and Florida State every year, and yeah. and Louisville yeah. and what whatnot. So I want to start with Duke's over under win total because <laughs> baby they got all the atlantic teams without getting to play the easy atlantic team <laughs> their schedule so they're we'll start off with duke they're they're over under number six and a half and vegas vegas is good about giving you a little bit of a sign sometimes on which way you should lean vegas is implying that if you go over you're actually going to win plus money, meaning sure. them winning seven games or more is is not the quote unquote likely outcome, right? You know, com- compared to winning six games or less, it's um, six and a half but, leaning towards six. Correct, exactly. Based on what Vegas they is telling the, you, their non conference is kind of you know it's you it's the usual Duke non conference like not great like um, Northwestern whatever and then like some other. Um, bad teams, unless I guess technically we count Notre Dame as a non-conference game. So they yep. get Notre Dame as a non-conference game. That's going to be tough. And when I when we get back to the, they're playing the Atlantic schedule and not the easy teams. They miss out on BC and Syracuse. <laughs> they get Clemson. They get Florida, Florida State. State. They get Louisville, who's supposed to be pretty good. They get NC State. They get Wake Forest, yeah. and then their usual. Um, UNC game at the end. Like that schedule's pretty brutal. Yeah, especially um, if if what Connecticut randomly good last year. Uh, it's funny. NC State, State plays them too. and then obviously Duke plays them later in the year. Connecticut, I think, started out really bad, but I think they won enough games to maybe even make a bowl. So it's, I would imagine they'll be a little bit fight more feisty this year, you know, than than just you know, counting that as a win. Is Connecticut just trying to schedule a bunch of ACC teams and then just, like, claim squatters' rights? Be like, hey, hey, we're, we're in here like Notre Dame, too, y'all. We're just going to – can we play all in – yeah, we're in here. It yeah. might be, or I'm pretty sure it has to do with uh, – like, State's going up there this year, and I'm pretty sure UConn will be back here at some point, probably like a two-for-one type special where, you know, State goes other once. But, no, um, it, it's funny when you look at Connecticut's schedule because it's essentially – I think they actually technically play as an independent, so they have to go find yeah. teams to play. That's what I mean. But they're, um, they're just going to try and just shoehorn their way into the ACC by playing all of our teams. But Duke, Duke's number, I, I just, I am going to be fascinated, and I need Duke to just have the pain that <laughs> NC State has had <laughs> over the last decade. Like I need them. I need them to have the maybe you play good against Florida State, but it's not good enough, and you and you lose by like a touchdown, and then you have to go play Clemson the next week and, and lose by fifty or something like that. I, I need to see it. I need to feel it. I need to feel validated. I think I'm going to be validated. Um, but Duke Duke was interesting at six and a half. All um, right, NC, good over to NC State. They're at six and a half. On the flip side, they are heavily juiced to the over. So uh, 
Vegas is thinking, yeah, they set the number at six and a half, but if you bet them to take the over, you're not going to get, you know, the full money back um, type scenario. It's gotcha. like minus 145, which is a pretty, pretty healthy juice to the over when it comes to like a win total. Um, NC State schedule is kind of weird. Um, they go to Connecticut. We all, everyone knows they open with Connecticut on a Thursday night. I actually booked flights to that game today, Dave. Oh my God. Um, Stop. I know. I know. But he, hear me out. I'm never going to probably want to go to a Connecticut game again. Fair. Um, that's one thing. They moved it up from Saturday, Labor Day to Thursday, Labor Day. So I can get, I'm taking a flight back at 6 a.m. the Friday after to still make the beach by noon. Okay. All right. Respect. Labor, that's, a, that's a pro. Labor Day weekend. That's a pro, uh, football fan move right there on Labor Day weekend. For Labor Day weekend. But, um, what, what's interesting about going to the U- Connecticut game, after that game, NC State does not go further than three hours away from Raleigh for any other game. Wow, that's a great observation. They've got their seven home games. Uh, one of them, and their home slate is actually great. Like this is the year if you have tickets, even if like the team's not that great, and you know maybe they're just like a, you know average team, you're going to see Notre Dame come into Raleigh. You're going to see Clemson come into Raleigh. Miami, uh, Louisville's supposed to be pretty good, and uh, UNC's coming. They're all coming to Raleigh. Uh, their road games after the Connecticut game at Duke, at Wake, and then the two Virginia schools. So I'm kind of looking at it, doing the I'm going to go to UConn because I could potentially go to all the games, but you can't go to all the games, Hayes, if you don't go to the first that's game. That's right. That's right. you got to start kick it off there. Um, so, and it's amazing how many of the same opponents Duke and NC State have because they both have Notre Dame and Connecticut. That's two non-conference they both yeah. have UNC, Wake, um, Louisville, and Clemson. That's one, two, three. They have like more than half their schedule of the exact same. It's kind of interesting. And I'm sure Duke plays one of the Virginia schools as well. Like a state, NC State draw, draws both of them this year. But yep, yep, yep. There, there's a, there's a, there's a pretty interesting, the, the six and a half number is kind of like a, I have a group text with buddies and we're talking about, you know, where are we going to be at? And I'm like, well, like they're probably going to go eight and four. Cause that's literally what they've done. Like five out of the last six years. Yeah. And so if you feel like that, then, you know, taking the over might not be a bad play. Um, where do you want to go next? You, you kind of, you, you steer the ship. Um, what, let's, uh, let's complete the triangle since we did state and Duke where, where you got UNC. Yeah. Their, their numbers eight and a half, Ooh. which, I, I know Drake May is what probably the best quarterback returning in college football, right? Yeah, either Maybe him like, or the USC guy. What is it, Caleb Williams? Yeah, one of them yeah, too. I mean, he's gonna be good. I mean, he's he's losing his his offensive coordinator. Uh, Longo's gone at UNC, but you would think that that he's a talent, and you're still playing in the ACC for the most part. So he's probably gonna be you know the best player on the field in seventy five percent of the games that they play. Um, Eight and a half is their number, but but I look at that, and this isn't like trying to say like, oh, the, like there's no way they win nine games. But you you kind of talked about one of the games they have at Clemson, at NC State, they got South Carolina neutral on a neutral site, and then they they got Appalachian State coming to Chapel Hill. Yep. I, I'm not going to sit here and imply saying they are going to go zero and four in those games, but. If they went 0-4 in those games, would that really surprise you? And the reality is, it's like they're probably not going to go 0-4 in those, but they'll probably lose another game that me and you are talking about right now. I mean, I'm looking at their first four games, South Carolina, App State, Minnesota, Pitt. 
Yeah. And like you'd love to go three and one in those and feel good. But I, it ain't going to be easy to go three and one in that first four. I mean, it's most likely going to be two and two in that first four, right? But it's more easy. It's, it's like easier to see one and three than three and one almost, you know? Um, sure. no, no powerhouses in there, but definitely four teams that could beat you. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, they, they looked pretty good. Like you don't know what Minnesota could be. Uh, an eight or nine win bowl team or a three or four win team. Same with, same with South Carolina, but let's assume they're going to be SEC worthy. And then Pitt's probably a a six, seven or eight win team that I I don't know if you've heard this, but Pitt usually has a pretty good defense. Um, so, um, so yeah, no, eight and a half does seem like a lot. If if you're going to tell me, I'm going to give the heels Campbell as a win. Um, and maybe I don't think Virginia. Know. I, I think Virginia is going to stink this year. Yeah. Like they're going to beat Virginia. Um, they should beat Syracuse I, at home. And that yeah. you can. And it's again, this is not the state fan lens coming out. Like I, I look at their schedule and I'm like, God, can I get to nine and three? Yeah. And it's like it's tough. You could. Like, but but it's not. That's not a certainty. Like I would I I would feel way more certain about eight and four or seven and yeah. five or you know so on and so on. Thus you know, if you're asking me today. Take the under, right? right. But I mean, their schedule is just hard enough, and they play teams um, that they, they play enough good teams as you're as you're talking about that they could they don't have really any you know cupcakes yep. anywhere on the schedule minus maybe two weeks this year. All right, what's Wake Forest at? Please tell me it's like four and a half, like totally disrespecting Wake Forest. Who's no, going- Wake's at six, um, right in the middle. Wake's a pretty interesting schedule. Um, they've got state. Let me guess, they play Vanderbilt. They're also one of the they're also one of the few schools in the ACC that drew Clemson and Florida State, um, which you know if you buy into the Florida State hype this year, that you know they're they're going to be formidable. And then they also have to play Notre Dame. Um, let me let me let me ask you a question, Hayes. Do you do you think or two two things when it comes to like picking games or if you're looking at schedules, do you care? Um, would you rather, if you're a team like NC State or Wake Forest or, or UNC, I think it's safe to say that those teams are all kind of, for the most part, been the same team for the last decade as far as, like, results and such. Sure. Uh, would you rather have your harder game at home or your harder game, the ones you're probably going to lose anyways on the road hmm, and vice versa? Good question. that matters? Um, I see. I see what you're posing. Of like, if might as well get the fifty fifty. Like, NC State, NC State, uh, NC State schedule this year is probably the the example that I'm like. All of their hard games as we sit here today on June the 29th are at home. Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, North Carolina, Louisville. All of their, you know, and that's not to say that their easy games are on the road because no one's going to say going to Duke is an easy game or going to Wake is an easy game. But they are like the perfect example of all their hardest contests as we sit here right now on paper are going to be at home. And I just, I don't know, I kind of lean of the, you'd rather maybe play your hardest ones at home because you got the crowd effect and such. or Better chance, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, and then finally, uh, ECU. What's uh, what are they? I have no idea what ECU football is going to like this year. I know that uh, Holt Nailers is not the quarterback for the first time in a decade. <laughs> uh, ECU is at uh, five and a half for their over under. Uh, over under. Vegas misses uh, Holton. They miss Holton. 
they do miss Alton. Um, the over is actually a little juice, so that this is Vegas. Vegas basically saying it would be um, a little bit of a surprise if ETU were to make a bowl, um, which I guess I don't disagree. I mean, if, if you ETU is obviously in that weird camp of you kind of have to schedule aggressive from a non-conference standpoint, you know, for for home game purposes, right? To have good teams come to come to Greenville, yeah, um, and such, and you know, for the fan base. But this year they they open up at Michigan. I I mean, what, we don't have a history of North Carolina teams at Michigan? Yeah, okay, sure. They're going to be like, they're like 35-point underdogs in that game. Shouldn't be. Michigan should be underdogs. Well, they should be. East Carolina's got them. They got Appalachian State. Uh, They got Marshall. I mean, I would say that, as you know, if you're looking at just strictly uh, non-conference, that's not a that's not an easy stretch. <laughs> yeah. Just from a non-conference, and then I, I guess they play their normal um, American Athletic uh, schedule, which will be a little interesting this year because there's no no longer no Cincinnati, no longer uh, UCF because those teams are now in the Big Twelve. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what the Pirates do. All right, final question for you. That is uh, how Vegas feels about your college football team this fall. A lot of Five, six, and sevens in there. Five, six, and then and then UNC uh, at eight seems a little high. That just that alone is like on an average year. If you said give me the team that Vegas has the highest win total for in North Carolina, I'll take the under on them and the over on uh, you know the three middle teams. You'd probably work out uh, pretty decently. Uh, let me ask you this: Last night there was a so-called perfect game in baseball. Uh, he threw ninety. Shoot, I had it in front of me earlier. I think it was 97 pitches and 72 of them were strikes. Is that a perfect game? Um, I'm usually a naysayer on anything that's like cool in sports. Um, or I try to find that, find ways to say they're not cool. I didn't realize that this was only like the 20, what, the 24th in the history of baseball. Yeah. I feel it's, like, for whatever reason, I felt like perfect games were like national IPA days. Like, they happen like six days a year. You thought um, they were like hat tricks? Yeah, like, oh, I know they're cool, but, like, I feel like they happen like three times a year at least. And why are we making a big deal out of it? But I actually did a little research. I went and looked at it, and, um, no, it's a perfect game. I would actually think the most perfect game would be just a game with 27 pitches. No, see, it can't be 27 pitches because then – no, you're, you're you're being efficient. No, throwing no, ball, no. Getting out. No. Throwing the ball, getting out. Absolutely move, not. Move if a batter doesn't swing and you throw a perfect pitch, like a strike, then that's not your fault. It cannot be 27 uh, pitches. I mean, I'm making the rules, Hayes. We're, we're, we're doing the thing where we're making what we what it should no, be. No, it just has to be. Game. It just has to be no balls. It's not perfect if you throw a ball. You have to throw all strikes. That's my. That's what I'm claiming. You have to throw it all strikes. Okay, so all 27 right. strikes. That's fine. Like yeah. That's cool. Like 27 strikes that get hit, and there's 27 out. But yeah, on that. No, they're not all going to get hit. If the batter doesn't swing, that's not your fault. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, you guys, your Shibumi warmed up, or are you grilling for 4th of July? Will you be on the beach or at home? Uh, I'll be in Wendell. All right. Actually, you, Wendell, are you, America. Are you grilling for everyone else? No, I'm not. I have not touched the grill in like eight months. God, what what are you? What are you doing? I know it's. For I'm going feed through your, a really bad phase. I'm the, going through a really bad phase of just eating out all the time. It's really bad. Um, really bad. All right, we'll fix that. The Fourth of July weekend's a great time. Fire up that grill, buddy. 
for sure. Well, I'll do that while I'm watching the uh, Peloton go through uh, the Pyrenees next week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Stop. Enjoy the Tour de France. 